Hey friends, welcome back to the Love and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Faleta, and I'm so glad you're tuning into these candid conversations about love, sex, dating, singleness, and marriage. For those of you who don't know me or are tuning in for the first time, I'm a licensed professional counselor and author specializing in relationship issues. I also run the relationship advice blog, truelovedates.com, reaching millions of people with the message that healthy people make healthy relationships. If you've tuned into the podcast before, you know it's a hotline style show, meaning people call in or write in with their relationship questions, and I answer them on this show in short, practical, bite-sized answers. If you have a question that you want me to answer on the show, send it via email or voice memo to deborah at truelovedates.com or check out my podcast page, truelovedates.com slash love and relationships, and I'll do my best to get it answered on one of the episodes. So let's get started. So the last episode of the Love and Relationships podcast, I answered a question from a caller asking what kind of guys she should avoid. And so last week's episode was 10 guys you should never date. And um, here's the thing about it. In all fairness, let me just say healthy relationships aren't just about avoiding the wrong kind of guy or finding the right kind of guy. Healthy relationships are always a two-way street. So you need to become healthy. You need to become the best version of yourself because you're 50% of the equation too. And even if you find the perfect other person, which doesn't exist, but even if you do, you've got to work on becoming healthy and whole while standing alone in order for a relationship to go somewhere, to have the potential of going somewhere. But with all that said, here's the thing. There are definitely red flags when it comes to people we're dating. And today, for all the men out there, we're going to do the flip side of last week's episode by talking through the 10 girls that you should never date. The first girl we're talking about today is Miss Plastic Makes Perfect. And here's what I mean by this. This is the type of girl who is just too good to be true, too perfect to be real, if you know what I mean. And that's probably because she isn't. If you don't recognize this girl by her many augmentations, if you know what I mean, you might recognize her by the fact that it takes her three hours to get ready or the ridiculous amount of time she spends having to look in the mirror or maybe the five inches of makeup that she has plastered to her face, or maybe even her body, you know, this is the type of girl that always has to look perfect. There's always some image that she's trying to portray. She can't go anywhere, do anything from the gym to the grocery store, to the library, to everything in between having to look a certain way and present a certain image of perfection. Here's the thing, guys. I, I'm all about a woman taking care of herself. I'm all about a woman who does her hair and her makeup and thinks about what she's going to wear because I think it's important for us to put our best face forward and to take care of our bodies and to take care of our health and how we look. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do think that there's a next level of this that is really out to cover up who she really is rather than to highlight who she is. And beauty doesn't ever start on the outside. You know, no matter what's going on, beauty never starts 
on the outside, it always runs so much deeper. And in marriage, you're not going to have that picture perfect woman every day, all day. Real life, guys, and real marriage looks so different than that. I mean, you, you're going to see this person at their worst. And if you're not at least getting glimpses of this person and what they really look like, I think it's important to think twice about the type of person that you're dating and, and what is it about her that is causing her to have to hide who she really is. You know, authenticity is really important. And I remember the first time that John and I, you know, when we were starting to date, the first time in our relationship when I actually just got comfortable with being who I am, not having makeup on, not having my hair done. And just getting, giving him a glimpse of who I really am. I think that's such an important thing to consider when it comes to relationships. And plastic makes perfect is never fully authentic. And so consider that in the type of person that you're dating. The second type of girl that you should avoid is Miss Flirtatious. And let me just put this out there. You know, these are these are broad brush strokes. I'm not actually saying that there are people who fall into these exact molds because that's not true, but these are just concepts, you know, just traits that you need to be on the lookout for when you're dating, things that you need to be able to recognize and dig deeper in these areas because they're likely going to tell you the type of person that you have and the type of person that you're dating for the long haul. They're going to reveal a lot to you about this person's qualities and characteristics. So Miss Flirtatious... This is the one that will win you over and charm you with her flattering words or her seductive glances. But the problem is you're going to start noticing that these interactions aren't limited to you. They're not contained to just you. The glances that she gives your waiter or that guy at church or your roommate, you know, the way that she flirtatiously giggles at your best friend's jokes and, um, you know, just kind of drapes her hands on people in a very flirtatious way. You've got to be cautious if you're seeing someone with no boundaries in how they interact with the opposite sex, because that flirtatiousness might work to get you interested. But here's the thing, if you're seeing that seep into other parts of her life, that lack of boundary is a dangerous thing because what you see in dating, you will likely see for the long haul in marriage. And so I think it's really important for someone to have caution and boundaries with how they flirt. And especially when you're exclusively dating someone, there's got to be some boundaries at play. And, and that's something you need to recognize from the get-go. Number three, Miss, I'm sexy and I know it. And here's what I mean by that. I think it's really important to have self-confidence as a woman. You know, like we need to be confident in who we are and what we've got to offer. But there's a difference between that and flaunting what you've got. And, and this is a type of woman who's going to use her body to gain affirmation from men. She's going to flaunt her stuff to anyone who's willing to look and to me, that actually represents an insecurity more than it does a security. And, and I think, you know, that type of seduction might draw you in personally. It might, maybe, maybe you find that appealing and, and maybe you find that it's sort of magnetic to you, but here's the thing, you're quickly going to realize that it's also drawing everyone else. 
too. And one thing I've learned from my husband about men is that really one of the most attractive things about a relationship with a woman is the exclusivity of that woman. You know, like she is yours alone. There is something really powerful about having that type of bond with someone in marriage. And so I think this is really important to recognize. Find a woman who is going to commit to being all yours and how she acts and what she dresses like and how she respects her body, her the, the way that she flaunts her stuff by reserving it for the proper time and the proper place and the proper person. And all that stuff's going to play out in the context of dating. The next person we're going to talk about is Miss Nothing in There But Air. And again, I'm not actually calling people these titles because there's nobody out there who's 100% any of these, but these are just traits that we need to be on the lookout for. And I think one of the most beautiful things about the early stages of a relationship is the mystery that's involved, you know? You're peeling back layer by layer as you're getting to know someone. You're starting to reveal who they are in heart, in mind, in soul, in spirit. But with this kind of woman, you're going to start peeling back the layers and realize, hmm, there isn't too much in here, you know? This is the kind of woman who hasn't really taken the time to know herself or know her beliefs or know what she feels or thinks. And, and again, I always say, if you don't know who you are, you don't know the kind of person who fits into your life and who doesn't. And, and so knowing yourself is such a crucial part to being a healthy person and engaging in a healthy relationship. You might recognize this woman because she's likely to default to you for everything, your preferences, your beliefs, your interests, opinions, your relationship with God even, you know, she'll just kind of jump on the bandwagon of whatever you think and feel. And I think maybe in the beginning of a relationship, you might think, oh, you know, that's convenient. Um, this is, you know, easy because we think alike, we act alike, we believe everything similar. But here's the thing, like healthy relationships involve two unique identities, not just one person trying to mimic the other person. It's important to date somebody that knows who they are, that knows where they're going, and that knows where they've come from. The next person on the list of women to avoid, Miss Gold Digger. You know, Miss Gold Digger, she loves your car, she loves your stuff, she loves your career, she loves your cash, but does she really like you? You know, if you're a successful person and you're taking care of yourself, um, this is something you've really got to gotta keep your eye out for because I think this type of woman is going to take all she can get from you and give you very little back in return when it comes to how the relationship functions with physical things, with financial things, um, and even with emotional things. You know, this type of woman is looking more for security then she is looking for a significant relationship. It's really important to identify when someone's after you for what you've got versus when someone's after you because of who you really are and how they want to integrate your life into theirs. The next woman that will be on the lookout for is Miss Overly Critical. And I think this is a really important one to recognize because living with a critical person is so difficult. Actually, in the book of Proverbs, um, they talk about a critical woman. It's kind of like the sound of a, a leaky drip, you know, drip, drip, drip. It is annoying and it is problematic. 
And I think just like this leak, this woman will drain you and leave you questioning your value, questioning your significance, questioning your worth because she picks you apart constantly, is constantly bringing up the areas that you're not doing well in, what you need to work on, what she's upset about, how you're not measuring up. And you're never going to feel appreciated in this type of a relationship, this constant cloud of criticism, you know? I think part of the reason we attract this type of woman is maybe because you don't see the good in yourself, you know, or maybe because you were raised to think that criticism was the norm. And, and so you accept it as the norm, even though it's not the norm and, and it actually reflects an unhealthy relationship. So this is the type of woman you need to avoid. And I'm not saying there isn't a time and place for criticism. You know, of course, we're going to be in relationships where we're sharpening each other and helping each other get to the next level. But if criticism is all you've got, you know, if that's the main characteristic, then there's a problem in this relationship. The next woman we're going to talk about we're going to call her Miss Bossy Pants. And Miss Bossy Pants is going to micromanage your entire life. And she's going to have an opinion about how you should spend your money, chew your food, iron your clothes, and maybe even how you should change your personality. You know, the thing about this woman is she's going to be a control freak. And one thing I know about control freaks is that deep down, they feel like they have no control in some area of their life. And so they overcompensate and they take it out on their relationship. And this isn't a habit that you can just outlearn. You know, this isn't just something that a person can just stop doing because of willpower. People who are controlling have deep seated needs for why they're controlling and they're rooted in unhealthy things and unhealthy experiences and things they've got to work through in order to let go of that control. And this habit you know, to get rid of this habit, it's going to take a lot of introspection. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of work to heal from whatever it is that's causing that micromanaging, constant controlling personality. So I think you need to step away from this type of relationship and give her the time and space she needs to heal and to learn and to grow. And what I find interesting about this type of woman, there tends to be a really unhealthy combination in relationships. Last episode, we talked about the guy who can't take care of himself, you know, and this episode, we're talking about the woman who's micromanaging. And these two are like, are like flies to a light bulb. I mean, they attract each other in a severe way, but, it, but it's because of the lack of health that they both exhibit, you know? When you need to be taken care of, it is very easy to find yourself drawn to someone who takes care of you. But that lack of balance in the relationship, it ends up becoming like a mother-son relationship and sometimes vice versa, a father-daughter relationship, you know, depending on who's the one that's being controlling and who's the one that's in need of um, security and, 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 and dependence. And this relationship just spirals downward in a very unhealthy way. So recognize, no matter what side of the spectrum you're on, recognize it. Figure out why you are the way you are. Get yourself plugged into counseling and get yourself to a healthy place before you start engaging in relationships. The next type of woman we're going to talk about is Miss Wishy-Washy. And what I mean by Miss Wishy-Washy, this is the type of woman who's going to take your heart 
for a ride because she doesn't really know what she wants, you know? One moment she's into you, the other moment she's confused, wants to take a break, step back, then the next day she's like back with you and then she's like, no, this isn't the right thing. This internal struggle in, in someone is not going to be resolved anytime soon. You know, again, this is rooted in deep-seated stuff. Like this, you don't just make up your mind like, okay, I'm sticking to this. There is issues that have to be resolved under the surface, but you're seeing the symptoms of a lack of health. And it's either a lack of health in the relationship or it's a lack of health in the person who is wishy-washy. And you need to take a step back from this relationship and find somebody who's just as into you, just as confident in your relationship as you are in them. You know, healthier relationships are not marked by doubt and regret and constant worry and wishy-washiness. Healthy relationships are marked by peace and steadfastness and security. You know, it's just the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. We're moving forward one baby step at a time, not this constant jumping back and forth and back and forth. The next woman on our list is Miss One Way Street. If you guys know anything about me or my articles, my episodes on the podcast, I talk a lot about one-way relationships. And this princess is in a one-way relationship because she thinks relationships are all about her. And she may even wrongly believe that this is a biblical approach to relationships. You know, I, I, I see this in Christians sometimes where they think that, you know, they, they've, they've had this belief that the male is supposed to be the leader or the head. And so they think that means that the male is supposed to do all the work in a relationship and put in all the effort, put in all the initiative while she sits back and just reaps the rewards. And I think this, this mentality is wrongly perpetuated in some church circles, you know, and the men are expected to be the leaders. The women are expected to be the followers. And here's the thing. It ends up turning into a one-way relationship because of a lack of reciprocity. You know, it's not reciprocal. He's just doing all the work. And eventually this type of relationship becomes draining. This type of, of extreme belief, which I am going to delve into in future episodes, a little more of a healthy approach to understanding this, this biblical model. But I just want you to recognize that a healthy relationship, you're going to give and you're going to receive. You know, a woman is going to pour into you as you are pouring into her. A woman that's going to sharpen you as you sharpen her. A woman that's going to challenge you and help you get to the ne next level just as you are helping her get to the next level because that's what the best marriages are made of. Two people giving their best to one another, not one person receiving the short end of the stick. So stay away from Miss One Way Street because that's going to be a recipe for hurt and pain and heartbreak. Last on the list, Miss Drama, Drama, Drama. Drama with her mama, drama with her best friend, drama with her boss at work, drama with her roommates. This girl is characterized by drama everywhere she goes, and she tells you about it. Everything is dramatic. There's always a conflict. There's always a story. There's always something crazy going on in her life. And the drama isn't necessarily the dangerous part in this kind of woman, but it's the underlying belief that it's always everyone else's fault. Because let's be honest, some people are going through a hard time and they do have drama that is coming in their life outside of their control. They're going through hard things, 
but it's problematic when you're with somebody who can never see their role, who can never have a positive perspective, who is always blaming everybody else for everything wrong in their life instead of taking ownership, taking responsibility for her life and her relationships and doing the next right thing. And trust me, this blame game will quickly become a part of your relationship too, because if this is how she is wired, soon all that drama is going to be heaped on you and it's always going to be your fault and you're always going to be the one doing things wrong and she's never going to be able to take responsibility for her role in the situation. Guys, these are the type of things you start seeing in a dating relationship that you will eventually see in marriage as well. I always say what you see in dating, you will see in marriage. I mean, this stuff just explodes in your face. Whatever you bring into the pressure cooker of marriage will multiply by a hundred and explode in your face, whether it's good qualities, traits, and characteristics or unhealthy qualities, traits, and characteristics, you know? We're not talking about finding the perfect person. When you, whether you've listened to last episode or this episode and you know, you're you're just maybe measuring yourself up to these standards. We're not talking about the perfect person. Guys, we each have tiny traits of all of these characteristics. That's called sin, you know. And and that's where God's grace comes in and healing us and taking us to the next level. This isn't about perfection, but this is about having perspective of who we are and what we need to work on. And just struggling with an aspect of some of these isn't going to make or break who you are. But when these traits become your identifying characteristics, you know, these negative traits, that's a problem. And, and God has better for you than that. And finding a healthy person starts with becoming a healthy person and recognizing your personal weaknesses, your personal flaws, and becoming better and better with each passing day because then you will quickly recognize the type of healthy person that fits into your life and the type of person who doesn't. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you and gave you some practical steps to take when it comes to your love life. And friends, please keep sending me all your relationship questions. I want to hear what you've got going on. Go to truelovedates.com slash love and relationships or send me your questions in voice memo form to deborah at truelovedates.com. If you're loving what you're hearing on this show, I invite you to check out my blog, truelovedates.com or either of my books, True Love Dates or Choosing Marriage and get serious about getting information that's going to help you get healthy and move you in the direction of healthy relationships. Help us get the word out about this podcast by leaving your five-star review on iTunes and then connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at True Love Dates and give me a shout out. I'm Deborah Faleta, and it was so great being together again today. And I can't wait to chat with you next week. Take care. <laughs>